0: Hello and welcome to the Passion On Purpose Leaders on Center Stage Podcast. I'm Steph and I'm the owner and creative director of VIM. VIM's mission is to showcase the enthusiasm and passion of business leaders nationwide. I cannot wait to have you listen to the show and stick around. At the end, we talk a little bit about how you can be my next guest. All right, we are back with another episode of passion on purpose leaders on center stage. I'm so excited. We have Charles Reed with get payroll on with me today. We're going to just dive right on into it. Um, Charles, what is your why?
1: I am a a giver by nature and I want to make my clients happy. I want to make my staff happy. i used to want to make my wife happy uh, until she passed so uh, you know to me i've i've done very well in this world i've been very blessed and it's time for me to give back and i I, i've always given back i I like giving back um you know i i I tend to get taken advantage of because i'm a, a generous type of guy and that doesn't bother me because when i shave in the morning uh, I'm looking at a guy that that gives, not takes. So that's me.
0: What's your like earliest memory of recognizing that in yourself, this giving nature?
1: Probably uh, when I was 10, 12 um, in drama and I was in drama for many years. Um, we had a children's theater in town and the children put on the plays is that i would give parts nice parts to other people and take lesser parts not that i didn't want the better part but uh, you know they wanted it or they they felt it was right for them or whatever i said sure i don't care
2: oh
0: wow that have you ever thought of that like when was the earliest time that you can remember this giving piece of you
1: no, nope, that was the that that's that's an instantaneous response to a question I never considered before.
0: Isn't that fast? So I did drama too, and I totally recognize the almost competition that is around getting those parts. Yes. So for you to kind of step into backstage almost or, you know, uh what is it called when you're um not the lead part but you're just in the background? Uh what are those roles? um
1: the chorus
0: (laughs) yeah the chorus or you know when you're when you're when you're um oh it's killing me that i can't remember it but you know when you're just you know they. a player yeah you're just a second player and um you're part you're part of the story you're very important without you the show wouldn't go on but um you you were comfortable just kind of stepping back and allowing other people who had had kind of a maybe a stronger voice or maybe a stronger desire to take those leads.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it, I enjoyed drama. I enjoyed good parts, of course, but yeah. they weren't critical to me. Yeah. They were fun. This, this was, this was not my life.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, you know, and if, if it was life or death to them, God, take the part. I don't care. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that. And so none, then, of us,
1: none of us ended up in the movie. So I mean it didn't, it's not like I gave away millions of dollars. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good call. Don't say that in front of your drama teacher. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no.
0: Oh, I, I had such a great time in drama. Gosh, I haven't thought of those days in so long. Um, that's awesome. So then you have this natural giving nature about yourself, right? That started really early on. And then, you know, I introduced that you were with get payroll. So how did you take this giving nature and that passion for giving to others and blend it into what you do through get payroll
1: well there's a lot of things that happened before get payroll and things changed and adapted my my good nature i'm a marine combat infantryman Hmm. so i know when to be hard-nosed i don't like to be but i can be and so that blends with and get payroll because our big thing is compliance i fight with the internal revenue service for my clients on a regular basis Mm. and i love to do that because i'm giving to my clients and i'm confrontational enough with my marine training and so on to tell the irs no you can't do that i just uh, just before we started this podcast finished uh, writing another u.s tax court petition for one of my clients in fact it was another podcaster who after the podcast said charles i got this problem can we talk oh wow and so uh, i have taken her on as a client and filed a u.s tax court petition uh, because they screwed up on her taxes so i enjoy that aspect of the business i enjoy solving problems for my clients uh, and then as the ceo of get payroll my big job now is i don't do payrolls my staff doesn't let me do payrolls anymore uh, they're smart <laughs> uh, but i saw problems for them yeah that's my job as ceo is to make their job easier and more efficient uh that's what a ceo does he doesn't do the work now i still have a little bit with tax court and and dealing with the irs that i'm the expert yeah. And I'm bringing along my ops manager, and he's getting his EA, and he will do it at some point in the future. But at the moment, that still falls to me as the CPA and the and the U.S. tax court practitioner. But my job is to solve problems, and I solve them with the IRS and the states and other things on a regular basis. And it's, that's fun.
0: Yeah. Well, it's interesting because you mentioned your military background, and then you mention still to this day that you're going to fight for others. So mm-hmm. like your giving is not just here's my knowledge, it's I'm going to fight for you.
1: That's that's what uh, Marines do.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a really incredible thing to know you have on your side when you're talking about your payroll company. I mean, who who's talking to their other entrepreneur friend and they're saying, Yeah, my payroll company, you know, they're they're fighting for me right now.
2: Right? Like <laughs> Not
0: and like, that's a very noble, admirable, admirable, there we go, right word, admirable piece to your business that your clients likely feel how, how much of that, you know, giving and fighting for and passion for that part of what you do? Do you intentionally bleed through your brand and through the conversations you have with clients? Or does that just kind of come so naturally that you don't really think about that.
1: Well, we talk to our clients on a regular basis. We send out uh, weekly emails and so on to them. And it's one of the things that we're trying to do with with podcasts and so on, is let people in the business world know that there's a payroll company here that is a compliance expert, that is not going to abandon you, Mm -hmm. is going to advocate for you, has the credentials and the experience and the knowledge to fight for you. I'm a CPA. Mm-hmm. I'm a US tax court practitioner, which allows me to file petitions for and represent my clients in US tax court. Yeah, I'm a bar card from the US tax court. There's about 200 of us in the country that okay. are non-attorney practitioners. That's all, okay? And of payroll companies, I'm the only one I know of And if you will call my major competitors and ask to talk to a CPA because you have a tax problem, they'll tell you to call your own CPA. Mm. They will not have a CPA or a tax expert there for you to discuss a problem with. They don't want to take on that professional responsibility and liability. I don't mind. Uh, That's part of what we do and how we satisfy uh, our clients' needs and and give to them uh, what they need and what they pay us for. Yeah, uh, we we have. We think our level of service on compliance far exceeds our competitors. Our price doesn't, but our service does. And we we're trying to get that out there and grow the business.
0: I love that. OK, I'm going to give you a hard, a harder, harder one. This is a fun game. <clears throat> I do this with my one to one clients. So. Um, let's like the example is, let's say you're a pizza company, right? And your, your mission is to give, right? Just like yours is to give and to fight for others to get pizza in their life. Okay. All of a sudden pizza's banned. We can no longer have pizza anymore. So let's say payroll is banned. We no longer pay people. Everyone just goes on and goes with, with their They're just on our system, I guess, right? Payroll is gone. How do you live your passion? Intentionally, like you do with get payroll. If payroll is gone, what is Charles doing?
1: Charles is a Rotarian. Okay, I've been a member of the Dallas Rotary Club for twenty-five plus years now. Uh, my father was a Rotarian before me. Uh, my best friend was a Rotarian in in my club, who he's passed now. Uh, it actually turned out that he basically took me under his wing because my father had proposed him to Rotary some 60 years ago. It's one of those things that happens in Rotary. Uh, It's just life. Uh, And so that allows me to contribute locally, nationally, and internationally. And I would continue to do that. In fact, it would be fun. I'd have more time uh, to (laughs) do that. Uh, I'd be able to uh, volunteer to go on the trips to Africa. OK, uh, yeah. I could make all the Rotary International Conventions. The next one is in uh, next year is in New Zealand and I'd love to go back. So, uh, yeah, that would that would satisfy me very much. It would allow me to continue to give
2: mm-hmm. uh, not
1: to my clients, but to to my community, to my nation and to the world.
0: Yeah, I love I love that question, because what it often does is it reinforces your why that we started the conversation with. You know, cause a lot of times the clients that I work with, um, start off or, and even some of the guests I have, you know, their why oftentimes is that tangible piece, right? It's the, the revenue, it's the profit, it's the result. Right. Um, and, and, but that they, they might say that until they dive deeper and we really recognize, listen, if it was just about that, you know, why did you choose what you chose? Why get payroll? Why pizza, right? Whatever the example is
1: so and and i understand 30 years ago my answer would have been more materialistic uh, no doubt about that but i'm an old man Uh, you know i'm a widower Uh, my children are grown Um, my retirement's pretty well set i don't have to worry about the the almighty dollar anymore per se right
0: Uh,
1: so it's given me a uh, an ability to look at life a little differently Uh, not be as as materialistic Mm -hmm. and understand that there's a lot more to life uh, than just making a dollar and and one thing i've always believed is that happiness is a choice Mm
2: -hmm.
1: if you choose to be happy you'll be happy if you choose to be unhappy you'll be unhappy regardless of your circumstances it is a choice Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and so be happy (laughs) choose (laughs) be happy
0: I'm just thinking about what we shared offline and I just think it's so perfect in this moment to just share (laughs) was that right right before Charles and I went live I can't make this up I went as always and filled up my Vim water bottle to the brim top so that if I got parched I would have it (laughs) totally ready to go getting all set up for Charles here and must have been going like this with my hands and I knocked the entire water bottle And all of the, I'm I'm broadcasting to you right now with absolutely um, wet from the thighs down pants. (laughs) And, you know, like I said, off air with Charles, it was, you know, well, apparently my floors needed to be mopped, right? So I do, I agree with you. I I really do think it's just, you can choose to look at a situation and you can see it in the way that you want to see it based on what you value, based on your personality. I think there's outside things that could also affect that, but um, I I love that. That's so true. So true. Um, Okay. So you had said about 30 years ago, your answer to my question um, would have been a little different. Tell me what shifted. And I know 30, you said about 30 years, but was there a shift, a pivotal moment when you started recognizing in business, the power of shifting your purpose from profit or revenue to passion and intention do you is there a pivotal time you can think of or how did that transition
1: well when you go into business for yourself and the only place you're getting revenue is off of your efforts Mm -hmm. it motivates you okay
2: yeah
1: and so my motivation was to provide for my family and myself and put food on the table and so on. So the material side of business was, was far more important. The first few years, Yeah. once it got established and we had a, uh, dependable stream of income because in payroll, you know, it's every two weeks you're doing a payroll. So you, yeah. you, you, you pay me for it and I move on. And so once we established a, a, a group of clients, um, uh, life got much less, uh, intense Mm
2: -hmm. because
1: we had clients and we could take care of them and be friends with them. I've got clients that have been clients for more than 30 years. Wow! And you know, after you're in somebody's pocketbook or, or wallet for 30 years, they better be friends.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You've got like, that's some, like the partners I've worked with that are in my financials, right? Whether it's my CPA, my payroll team, my CFO, whatever. Um, that's some serious trust you have to have with them. Yep. Yeah. And so then at that time when the tangibles and the more material things kind of went to the side, did you very much intentionally start to, you know, with like potential new clients and each new clients, did you recognize this, this giving and fighting for passion that we've been talking about um, early on and start to share that to differentiate yourself from others? Or did that just come naturally after they came on board and this was like a bonus of getting to work with you?
1: No, we we really began to emphasize that from the beginning because as a CPA, I bring to the table a, a lot of things that my competitors don't. Yeah. And so I was always able to give my clients more than my competitors could. And I enjoyed doing that. I did a lot of, besides when we first started, we did accounting and financials and so on as well. Later on, I sold that portion of the business off to my partner who I'd taken on. Uh, but yeah, we we always felt, and this I learned from my father in his business, uh, You know, uh, under promise over deliver, uh, always go the extra mile. One of my favorite sayings that I've used for years is there is never a traffic jam on the extra mile.
2: Mm. Okay, so if
1: you go the extra mile, your clients will know it. Mm. You bend over backwards for them. You work till midnight for them. You do whatever is necessary or two in the morning, whatever (laughs) is necessary to make sure that your clients are taken care of because a loyal client is far more important than a happy Mm. client. A loyal client, you can screw up and they won't leave you. Right, right. A happy client, you can make unhappy and they will leave. Okay, so build that loyalty is so important. And we do that by going the extra mile, we always have. It's just how I was raised, how I believe, Uh, you give and you give and you give and you get in return. You cast your bread on the water and it comes back tenfold. Yeah. You know, it, it's it, It's not a new philosophy by any means, okay?
0: Yeah. Well, but it, it's not to you, right? So we often forget that we don't know what we don't know or you don't know what you don't know. But I truly also think that you forget what we know. So for years in my own life, I saw strengths, talents, whatever you want to call them, skills in myself. I never saw them as such because they came so innate to me that I just assumed that everyone must have them. Everyone must think this way. Everyone must see the way I see. And so we started with this really fun exercise of like how early on can Charles recall this this innate piece of yourself? Now double up on that, your background in military, right? And that, that compounds this giving nature to this fighting for nature. And so um, it's so powerful that that is just so deeply embedded in you. And that this is the way that you've choose to serve in that way. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. So then with get payroll, you had kind of alluded to maybe the structure of the business that kind of evolved over time. What today, how, how do clients work with you today with get payroll?
1: well we provide payroll services and payroll related services to clients across the united states we're in i think 48 states currently 47 okay uh, so we provide in all the in all the states and all the uh cities and towns we handle the taxes we 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 do the payroll for them they just tell us how many hours people worked and how much they get paid and we take care of everything else we we pay the people uh, we file the taxes, we file the tax reports, uh, we, we do everything else. Uh, the, we do the W-2s, we do the 1099s, we do all of that. Uh, we've got very sophisticated software and very experienced people to do that. And so when you outsource payroll, you free up time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You make yourself able to be more successful because you have time to work on your business,
2: mm-hmm. not
1: not in your business, but on your business, and so that time you can't get back. I mean, it's it's if you spend it doing payroll,
2: mm-hmm.
1: when we'll do it for a pittance,
2: mm.
1: Lord, you're wasting your time. So yeah. we 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 give time, and, and we give which you know ask me for anything except more time, right? right. So right. we give our clients time that is irreplaceable. That's yeah. another way we give, and yeah. that's that's what we do for our clients. Yeah. They can absolutely. find us on the web and we're here and if they've got a payroll issue my phone number is 972 353 0000. Oh, easy. If they've got a payroll question, call and ask for Charles.
0: I love that. And from being a small business owner myself and then to a medium size to a large, I know even for myself the time, the headache uh as embarrassing as this might be, the fear around doing things wrong, right? There's so much, uh, not just time that you are giving to your clients, but, you know, putting Decent so money. much at ease, too, of, of handing that off, of, over to someone who knows what they're doing.
1: The IRS spends huge amounts of money and time putting the fear into mm-hmm. every taxpayer in the country. Oh, and yeah. We're and we're a bulwark against the IRS. We abate penalties uh, all the time. We fight the IRS all the time because the IRS, and now the IRS is made up of mostly nice people, but they're okay. civil servants, and yeah. and they've got very poor systems, out of date. Some going back to the 1960s. They have problems, and they make millions of mistakes a year, and they don't like to admit them. So it takes somebody like me to go, nope, mm-hmm. that's that's a mistake. Fix it. Oh, you're not gonna fix it? Well, we'll talk to your boss, your boss, your boss, your boss, your boss. Okay, we'll talk to the judge, okay? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we do.
0: Well, and I think it's really awesome that you exist and that you are willing to do that because we forget that you know, even the IRS, they're just people too, right? They are. We're all just humans doing our best with the tools we have and the jobs we're supposed to do, so.
1: I spent three years on the IRS Advisory Council which is a group of people like me that consult with the IRS in DC about problems and changes and circumstances because they are so insular. Mm-hmm. So I spent three years and I met, I had lunch with the, the new commissioner, Chuck Reddick, nice guy, uh, several times. I met with the commissioners of all the, the business divisions. I met with a lot of people there. And for the most part, they're nice people. They okay. really are. Yeah. Okay. But, they have their problems in their organization. And sometimes, you know, it rolls downhill to the taxpayer. And that's, that's where we come in.
0: I would say that's where Charles comes in (laughs) and get payroll. (laughs) I love that. Well, that's awesome. I really appreciate that. So if anyone's looking for payroll support, or if they even have just questions, Charles, you're a really great resource. We'll make sure, sure that, Um, Your website is linked in the bio. We also talked about, you had a free gift that you wanted to offer my listeners. And I wanted to give you a chance to share that.
1: Well, I found that there was nothing out in the literature for small businesses about payroll. The only thing is for the APA and it's a $600 book to train payroll processors. So I said, I'll write something. Well, two years later, (laughs) you have the payroll book. I love it. It's a guide for small businesses and startups. Wiley published it, they're a major publishing house and they made it a much better book than it would have been if I self-published like my other three. Uh, It's not quite two years old, it's very current. Uh, And so for your listeners, if they will go to thepayrollbook.com, the website, and use the discount code podcast, we will ship them a free book as long as supplies last. Uh, no shipping, no handling. We'll put it in U.S. mail at book rate and they've jacked that up again, uh, inflation. Uh, but we will we will cover that cost and we will ship them a free book uh, if they would like one. Because if they'd like a book on payroll, they're probably a potential client. So, and my number's in the book.
0: <laughs> I love it. Well, no, I think that's a phenomenal resource. Um, I've worked with several different finance individuals for myself as clients. For a small business, and it is, you know, we do have to empower ourselves with knowledge, but we're only given so much time to do that. So, right. this is a beautiful gift.
1: Right, and it's it's one more way we give back.
0: I yep, I was just gonna say this is so in alignment with your passion and how purposefully you breathe and live it through Get Payroll, and I just this is exactly why we do the show is to highlight this exact kind of mentality. I just love it so much. So thank you again so much for coming on with me, Charles, Um, and for you all listening until next time. We'll talk to you then. Steph here. Thank you so much for listening to the Passion on Purpose Leaders on Center Stage podcast. If you are a successful business owner and you lead your business with passion, we'd love to feature you on our show. We'd love to share with the world what makes your business great and how you have intentionally led passion throughout your business. Also, if you got any value or little tidbits from this episode, please take a minute to screenshot the episode and share it on your favorite social media platform. Be sure to tag us so we can properly thank you and we love deepening our connection with our listeners. We are regularly putting out new episodes to feature leaders such as yourself who lead with passion on purpose. So be sure to subscribe to our show so you don't miss any future episodes. For more episodes, guest information, or details on the show, please visit getvim.com forward slash passion on purpose. That's get V I I V m.com forward slash passion on purpose. Once again, I'm Steph. I am the owner and creative director at VIM. And thank you for listening to the
2: show.